Welcome to the Market Week in Review for the week ending October 23rd, 2020. My name is Julie Zhang, and I'm joined today by our quantitative investment strategist, Kara Ng. Hi, Kara. Hope you're having a lovely fall so far. Hi, Julie. On today's call, we're going to cover three topics, buy signal catalysts, the future of China, and highlights from the earnings season. So let's just jump right in. So many clients have money on the sideline waiting for an opportunity to invest. Kara, in your opinion, what's the next big catalyst to buy? Reaching your investment goals is not about trying to time the market. It's about putting the bulk of your money to work now in a diversified portfolio. Uh, that said, the market re- overreactions are a great time to buy. An example would be the U.S. election coming up on November 3rd. Eric Rispin has said in past Market Weekend reviews that the U.S. government was founded by rebels suspicious of government overreach. Difficulty getting things done in the U.S. government is a deliberate feature, not a flaw. On the margin, we think a democratic sweep may lead to more fiscal stimulus, but higher corporate taxes, which may cancel out its implications for future earnings growth. The election outcome, whether it's a red wave, blue wave, gridlock, or even a contested election, is secondary to other drivers of our investment view, like the phase of the economic cycle or virus and vaccine developments. This means if there is any panic selling from the election, we would likely view the dislocation as a potential opportunity. Definitely important to keep in mind that the elections are actually secondary as a signal, although it doesn't feel like that right now. Thank you for that perspective. China was actually the first region to start and come out of the COVID lockdowns. We received a batch of Chinese economic data earlier this week, including the China GDP. What does the data imply for the future of China and how will this impact our views on other countries outside of the U.S.? Sure. China's economy is rebounding nicely. Earlier this week, we received China GDP, industrial production, retail sales, fixed asset investment and jobless rate. GDP expanded 4.9% year over year in Q3, slightly below expectation, but more high frequency data like September retail sales, industrial production and jobless rate more than compensate for the slight GDP miss. The Chinese economy, particularly Chinese demand, is a huge driver of the global economy, and demand strength might benefit commodities and cyclical equities. That's great. Let's talk about earnings season. We've seen some good news coming from the tech side. What are some other highlights that you can share with us? Sure. It's still early days in the earnings season. So if we look at the blended numbers that incorporate published reports um, with expected reports, U.S. earnings growth is tracking minus 17 percent and Europe earnings growth is tracking minus 30 percent. My takeaways from the U.S. and European earnings so far Analysts had gloomy expectations for Q3, were beating those low expectations, and with relatively muted price action, the market has likely already priced in the stronger earnings result. An interesting development under the surface is with equity styles. We know that the COVID recession was more hurtful to value company earnings than growth company earnings in the second quarter. Going into the third quarter, value company earnings may be recurring faster than growth company earnings. While price action doesn't necessarily reflect the relative earnings backdrop, it does give us hope that more cyclical stocks may fare better in recovery. Well, beating expectations, we'll take it. Thank you so much for your time today, Karen, for sharing your insights. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you and your family stay healthy and safe. See you next time. <laughs>